We're back. <laughs> We're back. And let's call for a celebratory ale from it's their Mike Dog. Yeah. Mike mm. Dog. Lift. Shepherd Wait a minute. My lips. Mm, that's a good one. Oh. This is the, uh, <clears throat> what is this thing called? Yeah. It's called the it's Dog Years. Dog Years. Dog Years. And that other one is Hourglass. 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 Not to be confused mm. with our town. Well, we, I don't have Highway 101, but hi, Highway 61. Do that whistle thing. Well, God said to Abraham, kill me a son. Abe said, man, you must be putting me on. God said, no. Abe said, what? God said, you can do what you want, Abe, but the next time you see me coming... Better run. Abe said, Where do you want this killing done? God said, Out on Highway 61. Well, now Georgia Sam, he had a bloody nose. The well fed department wouldn't give him no clothes. He asked for Howard, Where can I go? A song. Oh, yeah. It's saying some things that, you know, are kind of <sighs> prophetic, maybe, you know. What a great line. This can be very easily done. Put some bleachers on. When I hear it's that, I think book. about, like, the, you know, the Altamont Festival, you know, where they had that thing out in Livermore and uh, all those bad things happened. You know, Rolling Stones hired the Hells Angels for security. Wow. And it went very wrong. Well, yeah. speaking of, here's a band that did not play that festival, but they were booked, and they got there, and I, they walked up and heard all this was going on. They didn't go on. They didn't play. Mm. 
stopped over in Santa Fe That day in the pony, just about halfway And you know it was the hardest part of the day I took the horses up to the stall Went to the bar room, ordered drinks for all summer I took off my shirt and I tried to wash off some of that dusty dirt West Texas cowboys they all around with liquor and money they lured it down so soon after payday now it seemed a shame and you know my uncle he starts playing the game I load Jack in the winner takes the hand. Grateful Dead played this song oh, more. Right. I found some things out about this. They played this song more than any of their originals and any of their covers. This song got played more in the 30 years they were together. Wow. And I found out it was written by John Phillips from the Mamas and Papas. You know, the guy who wrote, you know, Monday, Monday and California Dreaming. But the funniest part of this is that he wrote it and didn't know he wrote it. He was drunk. He was at a party with Judy Collins. Anyone know Judy Collins? great singer and judy was there and was writing it down recording it. i don't know how she captured it but the next night she said i'm going to do that song you wrote you know about you and your uncle and the whole thing and it, she calls him you know and he's going what i i didn't write any song she says you sure did he has no memory of writing it it's one of the best tunes i've <laughs> ever seen in my life he was so out of it <clears throat> he could write something like this in a drunken stupor now that's talent. <laughs> I'm sure there's many other songs that people have written that they don't remember writing. I'm sure you and I've done that. Yeah. But to have something end up being such a perennial, and I even saw a film of Judy or no Joni Mitchell before she was famous playing this song like a folk singer in a little club in Canada someplace. Wow. And I'm going, this thing got around. I mean, you know, this happened a long time ago, and. Uh, the dead got a hold of it, and I'm telling you, man. Nice. It's Nicely really done. a great tune. Good pick. It's one of my favorites. I just can't believe we haven't done it yet. <clears throat> well, we're going to do some other highway tunes. Now, we have done this. I don't we remember. Have we have done it. We did a long time ago. Oh. Oh. What are those kind of chords? What are those chords America? And what's that chord called? Is that a... Oh, it's a, a seven. D major seven, D yeah. D major seven.
Nice little tune. I think that's one of their better tunes. Yeah. I like the lyrics. I always found them kind of indistinguishable between Neil Young and I'm sure Crosby, was, Stills, you know, I am certain it was much to Neil's chagrin. You know, um, I think he did not like them because he was he was doing really well as a solo guy at the time when they launched their thing. But don't quote me on that. I could be completely wrong. I don't remember. Well, I, my voice is wearing out. I think you need to do one. Oh, now, this one is a really neat one because we grew up loving uh, Dolly Parton. And then at some point, somebody revealed that if you slowed this thing down and played it at 33 RPM, it sounded like a male artist and <laughs> like sounds like a totally different person. And it's got this, the tone, the whole thing, it sounds totally legit. Well, what blows me away is the, the clarity of her diction, like the pronunciation of everything, and how accurate the pitch was. And so that, yeah, when you brought no that up, just sound like another her, person. Yeah, it's like it just didn't, it's funny too, because I listened to it, and then I went back to the original, I went, 
That sounds sped up to me now. Yeah, her voice kind of, just the sound of her voice is kind of a sped up sounding voice so that when you slow it down, it doesn't sound artificially slowed down. Well, and truth be told, in those days, uh, almost all singles were sped up for a couple reasons. One is it made them, you know, bounce a little bit, made them more sing-songy, and they went faster on the radio, which meant that... They got played more because shorter records get played more often. So they were able to cram in. It was just a thing. And I I wonder if people still do it. I wonder what those moments were like when somebody was like, you know, sounds good. Speed it up a little. Right there, that's good. You know, and then they went ahead and put it out like that. I would only hope that the artist was there doing it. I mean, (laughs) probably most of the time not. Somebody just did it. Yeah, and here's a song that it's a from a woman singing to another woman about a man. But I experimented with a little messing with the lyrics. Well, good luck with that. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what like you a, come up no, with. No, I'm not gonna do it. So just it's the straight thing, man. Let's see if we do this, Jolie. Man, yeah. Julie, Julie. 
just because you can. Around that. Oh, please don't take him just because you can. Sad That's chord. a first. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> took us 101 shows to get to that one. How did we skip well, some of these classics? It's a Dolly Parton tune. Maybe that's it. a woman singing to another woman about about a man, and well, it just does, it just didn't really come naturally. I think probably. So, oh, speaking about classics. Okay. I like uh, I like how Dolly. Respectfully bowed out of the whole rock and roll hall. Oh, yeah, thing. that should be that should be noted. Is that uh, for those of you who aren't aware? Maybe you've seen the meme going around. They took a letter that she wrote to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, denying her nomination, based on the fact that you know not just that she isn't rock and roll, but that there are so many worthy people that would get bumped or moved if she were nominated or even put in. Uh, and I think that's that made a big statement. I thought she that respectfully was, declined. Yeah, and and the thing is, maybe Dolly does belong there in a sense because her songwriting influenced so many great rock writers. But yeah. it's kind of pushing the point, and you know, it's kind of interesting that they would go out on a limb and and put her in there when there's people that are just crying and begging to be be in there. You know, I don't quite understand that. Thing. Well, unless they think she's going to croak soon and they figure they need to get it done, which, you know, that could be, but I, that's not a good enough excuse. Well, in that in that same letter, though, she threatens to do a rock record, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, no, that wow. would be interesting. Well, I'd like to see her do that before she croaks. <laughs> Maybe she'll do what Loretta Lynn did. Maybe get, she'll come up with some sense. She'll get Jack White she'll do to something more produce sensitive. it. What's that? <laughs> she should get Jack White to produce yes, it because he did that true. one for Loretta Lynn. She got a Grammy for it. Oh, or do a Rick Rubin deal. No. It's great. Now, half of it is kind of weird Jack White sort of she's in the white stripes almost. But then the other half is just straight country, and it's perfect. Wow. I got to check it out. Yeah, it's really a good record. I haven't heard it in a long time, but she did very well with that. So. Now, speaking about great country, grew up loving this guy on Hee Haw all the time. He was from Bakersfield, wasn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, the sun is gonna shine in my life once more. Love's gonna live here again. Things are gonna be the way they were before. Love's gonna live here again. Oh, help me now.
Those songs play themselves. They do. I should have took that a little faster. Next time we do it, I'll do a little faster. Okay. I used to, another sped up, you know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well. All right, we're going to go back to uh, one of the most early country music uh, records that became a classic. Um, I sang this at my father's funeral. remember Ernest Tubb. Um, if you go to Nashville, you'll find his record store there, down there. On the it just closed for good. What? When was this? What? Very recently. Oh, man, you're bumming me out. Or Seriously? it's just about to, yeah. Well, I just read why the thing. Would, why? It was pandemoed, bro. Yeah, but still, I mean, you would think that the city would would bankroll something they'll, like They'll probably keep the signage, I would imagine, but other than that. Well, thanks a lot. That just brought me all the way down. That's horrifying. Well, yeah, there was Ernest Tubbs Record Store. It was a famous sort of... It eventually became a tourist trap, but... Uh, I'm going to play this because this was my daddy's favorite, favorite song. All right. You left me and you went away You said that you'd be back in just a day You've broken your promise and you left me here alone I don't know why you did, dear, but I do know that you're gone I'm walking the floor over you I can't sleep a wink, that is true I'm hoping and I'm praying as my heart breaks right in two Walking the floor over you now, darling, you know I love you well I love you more than I could ever tell I thought that you wanted me and always would be mine But you went and left me here with troubles on my mind I'm walking the floor over you I can't sleep a wink, that is true I'm hoping and I'm praying as my heart breaks right in two. Walking the floor over you, off pick it pretty. I thought you were going to go around a couple times. <laughs> I Help should. me figure it out. Well, what what's cool about that record is a guy plays lead guitar on an electric, you know, electric guitar, and it's distorted because wow. yeah, it's like and it's like you can hear it breaking up. I'm going, this might be the first rock and roll record. Wow, I guess I don't know. Cool. Well, what about this one now? This is a interesting. Oh yeah, this. All right, we're gonna. Since we did a Dolly Parton song, it's not right to not do a Porter Wagner song because Dolly started with Porter as his backup singer and partner, and they did tons of had tons of hits, and you know he made her career. But at some point, she knew she needed to leave, and that's when she wrote "I Will Always Love You" because she knew it would break his heart, and it did. And he was mad for a long time. I don't think he spoke to her for. A long time. Wow, interesting. He got over it, but boy, it, it killed him because that was... For a guy like that, I mean, someone like Dolly was a, a major, you know, sort of siren calling card for him, you know? I mean, he was just the, one of the most flamboyant... Yeah. You know, 
style guys yeah. I'd seen when I was since I was a kid. Oh, totally. And he he dressed, you know, to his the, shiny suits and the whole yeah. Thing. He had the whole bit. He was really great. But you know, I think he got really used to Dolly and what she brought to the table. And they'd had so many hits as a duo. So it was that was a tough breakup, but man, one of the greatest songs ever written came out of it. And I think eventually he did, he let it go, you know. But uh, anyway, this is one of these tunes that I think Hank Williams could have written something like this. It's called "The Cold Hard Facts of Life." Let me see if I can let's get in this thing now. Got back in town a day before I'd planned to I smiled and said I'll sure surprise my wife I don't think that I'll phone I'll just get on home For I didn't know the cold hard facts of life I'd passed a little wine store on the corner I pictured pink champagne by candlelight I stopped the car right then got out and hurried in my mind not on the cold hard facts of life a stranger stood there laughing by the counter Said I'll take two bottles of your best Her husband's out of town and there's a party He winked as if to say you know the rest I left the store two steps behind the stranger To my house his car stayed inside It wasn't till he turned into my driveway That I learned I was witnessing The cold hard facts of life Man. I drove around the block till I was dizzy Each time the noise came louder from within And then I saw my bottle there beside me I drank a fifth of courage and walked in Lord you should have seen their frantic faces They screamed and cried please put away that night I'll go to hell Or I'll rot here In this cell But who taught who The cold hard facts of life But who taught who The cold hard facts of life My I don't think I don't think there's ever been anything like that On this show <laughs> Not like that No that's pretty dark. The Coronasphere. Oh, the Coronasphere is taking never, you down a dark the highway. The Coronasphere has never seen a song like that before. I know we're a uh, family show, and we're proud of that. However, <laughs> you know, it's, songs like this are part, you know, murder songs are part of the... Part uh, of the family. Things that happen folk tradition in a family. The country tradition. Gosh, man. But it wasn't really a murder song. It was, you know, a crime of passion song. <laughs> a manslaughter song. That was there a, you go. That was a bummer. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Well, oh my gosh! Now this one. Woo. <clears throat> okay. You ready for that? So we figured out when we had Highway 101, we come up with these names of songs, and it's like, hey, let's do this song, and it's like, yeah, okay, meet you at the show and see how it goes. So let's do it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> We're going to do our own version a little bit. Where's one? One, two. That's pretty fast. One, two, three, four, 
Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand Sometimes you turn your back to the wind There's a world outside every darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore With brave and free and love us all Come ride with me to the distant shore We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate There's not much time left to save almost sounds like we rehearsed it. <clears throat> Man. Man, I didn't think we were going to get through that. I'm just watching that thing. I'm going, okay, I know that this is coming and that's coming. I'm going, you know, because when, when you first said, all right, let's sing it, I'm, my mind blanked. I'm going, oh, no, it's all gone. The whole thing's gone from me. Welcome <laughs> but it <to> wasn't. <laughs> that's what I go through all the time. You know, it's, we were talking about it earlier because we came up on the Tom Cochran version of that. Was that Red Rider? The singer of Red Rider? I think, I think his, so. Yeah, but that was Lunatic his solo. Fringe, that was that. like his solo yeah. thing. And then, then when uh, raising my boy, we totally got into and were blessed by Cars. And then that's when uh, Rascal Flatts' version of it emerged in that movie. And uh, some of you may that's not great. know that our former bass player Jan Eric was Rascal Flatts' uh, dispatcher, tour manager, you know, Boy Friday, just about everything for years and years and years. Really? He only, you didn't know this? I knew he was David Copperfield. So that then, was, well, you're going back 25 years now. We worked for AEG. Was, was that? Worked was, with Dolly. He's worked yeah. with uh, Alison Krauss, uh, a oh, lot wow. of people. But, I mean, that was his main gig for the Rascal last Flatts? 10 years at oh. least. Yeah. Is that, he's still working with them? No, because they've, they've gone into kind of a semi-retirement. 
after COVID, they were kind of heading towards that. Mm-hmm. And I think COVID kind of said, yeah, this is, we need to put it down. So they're, I'm sure they're still going to do some things, but I think that their, you know, big push to just tour and make records endlessly is over. I think they've kind of. Well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it'd we be don't great normally to, do tunes like that. It'd be that. great to do it again. Yeah. It'd, it'd be better. <clears throat> but it was fun. You know, I've never seen the Cars movie. Don't, don't attack me. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, I wanted to do the, uh, I talked about doing the uh, Our Town, that song from there, that was nice. Uh, Randy Newman did great in all those Pixar movies, and uh, I think... Yes, for uh, those of you who are not aware of the Randy Newman thing, you need to get into his tunes. We need to do more of his songs. James Taylor sang the uh, Our Town song. Really? Yes. Well, if somebody requests that, the next time we do uh, something related to that. (laughs) Well, now, here's another one. Oh, it's another doo-doo song. It's got doo-doos in it. Should we do a a tip show? Because i got to keep tuning up. This has got to be in tune for this to be good. Yeah, let's tune in. Anyway, thank you for supporting us, as you always do. Thank Uh, you for being in our second... It's the beginning of our second hundred shows. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a terrifying thought. Let's, you know, we let's, got big plans for the show, though. We're going to evolve this show. To me, yeah, we've been talking about it, it. but like AA, one day at a time. Okay, right, right. one show at a time. I, I've learned to dread only one show at a time. I think I can I can I go out on a limb and say I think we'll have a special surprise next week. Yeah, well, we said that last week. <laughs> Did we? Yes. Dang, because we wanted to try to have it this week, but I think we're going to have to wait yeah. till next week. Well, good things come to those who wait. Anyway, it's paypal.me slash M-I-C-R-O-7-7-S. And I've actually been able... They have a feature now where I can respond to you on there, but I don't always get a chance to to respond to everybody. But uh, if you like being responded to more, Venmo, at M-I-C-R-O-7-7-S. And I will say that we have gotten lovely checks recently, and thank you. Uh, 77's Limited, that's 77SLTD, make it out to. Put it in underneath that line, P.O. Box 1441, Citrus. I'm about plum out of responses to that. Heights. Like up on a cherry picker. California, 95611. Man, you've been woodshedding it. Yeah, man. I just came up with that. That's I always really forget. Vent, I, I think the be- best ones kind of happen, you know. The way you just said Venmo reminded Venmo. me of Venmo blessings. Venmo blessings shall come to thee. <laughs> Stephen Stills. Everybody now.
guitar resonating. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Have we ever done that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's crazy. It's a good one. It's a there's. It's just complicated when you when you aren't prepared because there's just a lot of things to sing and play and all that energy to keep up and you can't you got to catch your doos at the right time. Well, yeah, fortunately, I think you kind of knew this song pretty well from having what heard it. Oh, I've heard it in my whole life. I actually, I when you said when you suggested doing it, I said, man, that's one of those ones I totally hated. Oh right, when I was, when I was yeah, young. I, I admitted to hating like. Uh, something and then you know it's but later i got it you know i realized who they were and what was going on and i i, heard, I totally heard the rest of the song sure i think i just used to hate you know love the one you're with it just it was a you didn't like catchy it was courses, just a, yeah, like it was just sing song kind of cheesy yeah but actually it's not you yeah. know which is my you know that's kind of a that whole album that's is a amazing. narrative that's a narrative of your life as you as you grow older you know what i mean yeah learning to Everything. appreciate some things that you didn't yeah you're actually moving steadily towards the cheesy things that you used to think were cheesy they're actually you're going no actually they're not they're actually that's why they were there in the first place is that why old people like cheesy things you associate cheesy with grandparents yeah and then the closer you get to them you're going oh my gosh this isn't cheesy <laughs> Maybe it's just your nerves like, are shot, or just and you I'm just, just old. you just want you're just old. How about that? <laughs> no, man. It's just a, it's just you know, you just you just learn as you go that the, that the the commercially accessible things are like that for a reason. Well, that comes from Stephen Stills' first solo album, on which Jimi Hendrix plays a lead. Oh wow! And I did not he know and that. Hendrix were friends. They used to sit. You know, at Stevens Pad in, in, in Bel Air, wherever it was, in Hollywood, Malibu, I don't know. And they would jam for, like, whole weekends. And the cops would sit out in front to make sure no one hassled them because the cops wanted to hear it. So wow. they wouldn't bust them for any drugs or anything. Really? They would just sit. And th they had a cop. Was this when Jimmy was big at the time? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he palled up with Jimmy. And, and, That's uh, deep. Because Jimmy loved his playing. Everybody loves Steven Stills' that guitar cool, playing. That is cool, man. And so they would sit forever, you know. And, that and should just... be like kind of a, you know, that should be fictionalized in like a Tarantino movie or something. It should be. I agree. He said Jimmy would, you know, show him things like, he'd say like stuff like F sharp is cool, you know. You know what I mean? Like, which it, which it is. It's totally a cool key, but a lot of guitar players don't think to say that or bring it up. It's just something you kind of stumble into as you're walking through your guitar journey. But he would say that to Steven. That would prompt a whole, like, gaggle of jams and songs and stuff, you know? Wow. Yeah, it's great, man. It's, yeah, that's really cool. I've never heard that. It's I read it's, it somewhere ages ago. Like some, It's a nice, nice way to romanticize the history of music. Yeah. Good one. Why we have you here? <clears throat> well, I spent so many years reading that stupid Rolling Stone magazine and Cream, and what were some of the other ones? It's just like Crawdaddy. There was so many, and that's all I did. I just read them from cover to cover for you know from the time I high school all the way through college, and then after you know once you start getting girlfriends and cars, you you kind of stop. But for a while there, it was just like. You know, because you're trying to learn, right? You're trying to learn everything about all the guys that play. So I read every interview with every guitar player, found out what strings they use, what amps they use, you know. And so you get these little things as you go, you know, these little stories that kind of stick. And I remember that one for sure. I went, well, I wish I could jam with Jimmy, but I go, I don't, you know, I wouldn't want to get near him, but he wasn't that way. I heard he was just, you know, he was a cool guy. He wasn't like Mr. Ego. Huh. All right, well, we're going to do a tune now that... Uh, Here's something you could have a good ego over. Yeah, this we're is gonna... a fantastic song, one of my favorite songs in the pantheon. And, and you got to... The, the thing about this one is you got to make sure not to play it too fast. Yes. Okay, so... This is for everybody out there. Thanks for sticking with us. Hey, happy 101. I think this is, is this it? Yeah, this, this is, is it. it we're going out. Okay, we're going out on this. No hymn show this week, but right. we'll, we'll double up next week. Uh, there was one I was going to do, remember, and I, I forgot. I forgot to put it. But, you know, 
We'll put two next week and we'll double up on our hymns and get caught up. Okay. Uh, this song is about a car, about a girl, not sure which. Sometimes it's both, and some people treat their cars like girls and vice versa. Uh, it has a colorful history. It was supposed to be on Drowning with Land and Sight, got bumped off of that, ended up on the Safe as Milk album, and now it has been restored in the latest version of Drowning to its rightful place in the running order. All right. All right. So, And Dave Linhart, this is his music, um, and I just noticed something just now, trying to remember the intro. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy Hine. That's a song we got to do. I, we haven't done that on the show yet, have we? My we city need to was do gone. kind of an all pretender show. Absolutely. <clears throat> Good idea. All, all right. right. So. Hit it, right? You're like chrome and steel, lightning wheel. You're dressed up, stripped down like a above man appeal. You're unreal, babe. A full meal, babe. You're built straight from scratch, no seams, no patch, lift the lid, lift the latch, you batten down every hatch, you're a catch, babe, a perfect match, babe.